Hello and welcome to Hearts in Harmony from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Kroger Tender Ray Beef, no other beef so fresh can be so tender, presents Hearts in Harmony, transcribed. You know, ladies, it seems to be a sort of a universal habit for wives to ask their husbands to suggest a menu on special occasions. Now, I'm willing to bet that when that happens at your house, your husband immediately asks for steak, saying, get some of that good Kroger tenderay beef. Yes, he remembers that our Kroger tenderay beef is always delicious, fresh-tasting, and juicy tender. Kroger Tenderay is always tender and juicy because only top quality grades of beef are used for Kroger Tenderay. And beef like that is grain-fed. When cattle are fed grain, the result is top quality beef, the kind that's always used for Kroger Tenderay. But grain is very scarce nowadays, so we're unable to get the top quality grades. That grain is going overseas to fight a war against starvation. When that battle is won, We'll once more have a plentiful supply of juicy, fresh and tender Kroger, tenderay steaks and roasts. Between times, though, we'll continue to do everything possible to provide you and your husband with the best beef that is available. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much indeed. And now, Hearts in Harmony. The sudden appearance of wealthy Richard Ashworth has added new mystery to the case of Steve Parker and the federal agents. Ashworth has made an unsuccessful attempt to get Rogers to drop out of the case. And Penny Gibbs, too, is in for a surprise as the strange man knocks at her office door. Come in. Yes? Miss Penny Gibbs? Yes? Splendid. And you were much easier to see than I expected. I'm Richard Ashworth. You received the message I left with your secretary? Yes, I did. Won't you sit down? Oh, thank you. What can I do for you, Mr. Ashworth? Nothing. Not a thing, Miss Gibbs. I don't understand. Oh, I don't imagine you do. But I'll explain in a moment. Oh, the sooner the better, if you don't mind. Oh, uh, you're busy. <laughs> no. I just don't understand anything about this. Who you are, why you're here, or what you want. Well, I'm sure you'll understand all those things in due time, Miss Gibbs. I've, uh, I've heard a lot about you. You have? A great deal, and all of it good. I understand you're a rather influential person in this uh, community. I'm not exactly influential, Mr. Ashworth, but I think almost everyone in Rossville knows me. I've lived here most of my life. Yes, so I understand. You know that too? I said I know a great deal about you, Miss Gibbs. <laughs> you seem to. Who's been telling you things they shouldn't? No one, Miss Gibbs. People have been telling me things they should. With money, you know, you can get almost anything you want. I've heard that, but frankly, I doubt it. Well, frankly, I have enough money to know what it can buy. It's quite apparent that you have a great deal of money. Well, to have a great deal of money, Miss Gibbs, is to have a great deal of everything. Or, uh, don't you think so? I don't know. I've never had what you call a lot of money. No, I don't suppose you have. 
But, uh, well, one of these days, you will. You have a lot more confidence in me than I have in myself. Because I think you'll have a lot of money someday? Oh, no. No, I think the fact of the matter is, you may not be terribly interested in making money. That's why you haven't thought you will. You think I object to making money? I hope not. You'd be quite unnatural if you did. I'm glad we got on the subject of money, Miss Gibbs. I may be instrumental in your making some uh, rather soon. How? I might have a job for you. I already have a job. Yes, I realize that, but I don't think it pays nearly what I can offer. It pays enough. But enough is never enough when you can have more. Mr. Ashworth, you don't know much about Rossville, do you? Well, frankly, no, and I really don't care to. Well, let me tell you something about it. What seems like very little money to you is really a great deal in Rossville. We don't value things here by dollars and cents. Well, that's very noble and picturesque, Miss Gibbs, but most impractical. Rossville is only one small town among thousands. There's more to the world than Rossville, you know. Much more to be had in the world outside. I know that, sir. I've been around a little. Well, then you must appreciate the value of a high-paying job and have an interest in one. I'm interested in hearing about one. Good. But I'll tell you now, it sounds as if it isn't exactly the type of job I want. Uh-uh, you jump to conclusions much too easily, Miss Gibbs. Uh, do you know Professor Stuart Rogers? Well, yes. Why do you ask? Now, before we talk about this job, I'd like to talk a moment about uh, Professor Rogers. I don't see why. Well, listen, and you will. How well do you know the professor? Fairly well. Do you know him well enough to speak to him about a, uh, well, a very serious matter? That depends. On what I mean by serious matter, no doubt. Yes, sir. Well, I might as well come right out with it. You seem to be a reasonable person. I'm sure you'll understand my motives in this matter and perhaps find that they could be yours, too, if you had the financial backing that I have to see them through. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about Professor Rogers, the federal agent, Miss Gibbs. And I'm ready to compensate you handsomely if you will convince this Stuart Rogers that the work of a federal agent is rather useless work. What? You still don't understand. I certainly do. And I hope I'm wrong. Miss Gibbs, it's only Stuart Rogers who's wrong. And if you're a friend of his... I think you should be interested in keeping him from making a mistake. Mr. Ashworth, will you make yourself just a little bit clearer? Certainly, Miss Gibbs. I'm ready to offer you a high-paying job in my company. And believe me, I mean a high-paying job. If you will see that Stuart Rogers turns in his agent's badge. I've never heard of such a thing. Oh, Miss Gibbs, don't misunderstand me. I won't be giving you something for nothing. Roger's work in recent weeks has been quite annoying to, uh, well, to certain interests of mine. It'd be quite worth my while to have his efforts stopped immediately. And I think you'd better leave immediately. Oh, Miss Gibbs, don't be foolish. I've been foolish already, Mr. Ashworth. I should have known right away that you were up to something when you came in here. Now, I think you'd better leave. Very well. And don't think that you can come back and try again, Mr. Ashworth. You're not welcome. I'm quite aware of that, Miss Gibbs. It's too bad for you, but I'm not.
That you, Penny? Yes, Pat. Oh, well, how's everything? I don't know. Where are you? Here in the living room? Mm-hmm. What do you mean you don't know how everything is? I mean, I had a strange experience this afternoon. Yeah? A man named Richard Ashford came to see me and offered me a job. You call that strange? I call it swell. You're thinking of quitting the project? You'll need a new job. No, Pat. This job wasn't on the level. Oh, how do you know? Because he offered me the job if I'd get Professor Rogers to quit his job as a federal agent. What? That was it. I don't understand it. Uh, he offered you a job if you'd see Stuart Rogers about... About dropping out of the case against Steve. That's all he could have meant. Well, I'll be. What, did he mention Steve Parker? No, not once. So it really couldn't have been anyone Steve sent to see me. Of course not. Parker wouldn't do a thing like that anyhow. I hope not. Look, it was probably just some crackpot with an idea to match. Uh, what'd you say that guy's name was? Ashworth. Richard Ashworth. He seemed to be very wealthy. Wealthy, huh? Mm-hmm. Hey, I get it. That could have been a federal agent just testing you out to see how you stood in the case. Do you think so? Sure, why not? Rogers isn't through investigating the case, you know. I know. So that's probably all it was, Penny. Some more Professor Rogers' tricky work. <laughs> that guy can sure think up some crazy stunts, can he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, sis, now that you've successfully passed another test, celebrate with a song. No, Pat, I don't think so. I don't think well, I Well, let me celebrate, and you just play the piano. No? Uh-huh. Now. And, uh, you know, you can't talk me out of it, so sit right down and play yourself some music. <laughs> All right. Uh, try the one on the music rack, Penny. Yes, sir, here goes. Now, just listen to me warble this one. If you... You're the only girl in the world And I was the only boy Nothing else would matter in the world today We would go on living in the same old way a garden of Eden Built just for two And nothing to mar our joy I would make such wonderful things to you We would find such wonderful things to do if you were the only girl in the world And I was the only boy Ah, now was that good or wasn't oh, it? Oh, Pat, that was wonderful. Uh, I'll get it. All right. But just my luck, the doorbell would ring right in the middle of a compliment. Oh. Hello, Professor Rogers. Hello, Pat. Your sister in? Yes, she is, but... Uh... I think she'll see me this time. I have some good news for her. Oh, well, come on in, then. Thanks. Penny, it's Professor Rogers. He says he has some good news for you. Oh, hello, Professor. What do you call good news? Well, let me put it this way, Miss Gibbs. 
I had a strange visitor last night. A fellow named Richard Ashforth. He saw you last night? Uh Uh-huh. He came to see me this afternoon. He did? Mm. Yeah, Professor. And asked Penny to see if she couldn't make you quit your job as a federal agent. I see. When it didn't work on me, he tried it another way. He (laughs) asked you to quit your job? Yes, he did. And I think I know why, too, Miss Gibbs. Why? Well, I don't want to say now until I'm sure. But if I know why, I also know who he is. And I'm checking on that now. Well, who do you think he is, Professor? I'd rather not say right now, Pat. But, Miss Gibbs, I dropped in just to tell you this. Yes? If I'm right about Richard Ashforth, I'll prove that I've been wrong all this time about Steve Parker. What does the professor mean? Is he trying to say that Ashforth is the one who is guilty instead of Steve Parker? Who is Ashforth? Be sure to listen to the next dramatic episode of Hearts in Harmony. You know, ladies, it's funny how a certain phrase will keep running through your mind. One that I've been saying is, Kroger Tenderay beef is world famous because no other beef so fresh can be so tender. And there's another thing I've been repeating over and over again lately. Now that the top quality grades of beef used for Kroger Tenderay are scarce, it's a Kroger chicken dinner is always a winner. Yes, and I'll wager you'll be saying that phrase, too, once you've served your family some of that swell, country-tasting chicken we're featuring at all our Kroger stores this week. You know, it doesn't matter whether your family likes it fried or roasted or stewed. No matter the style, with Kroger chickens, every member of the household will be delighted. They'll be asking for extra helpings, too. So be sure to purchase plenty. You'll find the prices right And you'll find that Kroger chickens are exactly right for a real country-style chicken dinner. Visit your Kroger store and get some soon, won't you?